How y'all doing? Good. Okay, well, I'm really excited about this. Um, this is my friend Carson, and this is Stephanie, her mama. They look like sisters, but she's the mom. <laughs> um, Carson, have you ever shared your story publicly before? Mm -mm. Never. Okay. I just want us to give her a huge round of applause. This is a big deal, you guys. That is not huge. Huger. Come on. That's better. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we're in this series called Miracles, Carson. And a few weeks ago, you guys came walking into church on a Sunday morning, and I happened to be at the door, and so I said hello, and I said, hey, how was your week? And I'll be honest, I expected the typical, like, it was good. And your mom kind of said, like, it was not awesome. We had an accident. Can you just tell us a little bit about that weekend and what happened? So I had, so I've been diving. I dove this whole year pretty much for high school, and I did really well, and I was really looking forward to sectionals and everything, and I hit my hands on the board on one of my dives, one of the dives I was more nervous about. And so I thought I was fine at first, and then I saw my hands, and I realized that it was not really good. So we went to the hospital. They were pretty sure I would need surgery by the looks of it. And then they did the x-rays. And there was no major breaks, but I had such a bad dislocation that they thought there would be tendon damage and a bunch of other stuff. So they thought I would need surgery. So we came to church on Sunday morning. And Heidi said, um, I'll pray for you guys. And we were like, I'm going to need surgery. Like, I don't know what you're praying for. But she did. And I'm glad she did. So, so, what, so we prayed specifically that there'd be no surgery, right? Yeah. And Stephanie, what, you told me later after the fact, what did, you, what did you feel when I said like, hey, let's pray that she doesn't need surgery? What did you think? Well, it was kind of crazy because I walked back into the emergency room just as the doctor was walking in and she immediately looked at me and she said, where do you want surgery? Do you want it here? We were up in the Quad Cities. She said, or do you want it back in Peoria? And I was like, hold on, I don't know. So I knew from that moment, and this is not Carson's first accident or thing, so we've been through this. And I was just ready. I was like, all right, here we go again. We're going to have surgery. And the next morning, we walked into church, and her hands were from here to here, bundled like completely up. completely bandaged. Completely like bandaged. They told her at that time she had at least eight fractures, two dislocations, one finger was, I mean, it was just and actually, the real miracle was that my husband did not pass out, and he made yes. it. He made it down to get her out of the water. She couldn't get out of the water, and it was quite a quite an experience that I still can't face. Actually, what happened? But then, when we walked into church that Sunday, and she's like, "Let me pray," and she started praying for no surgery, and I was like. Okay, exactly what she just said. Lord, help my unbelief. I believe you can heal her, but we already know she needs surgery. So that's... Okay, so Carson, so Monday morning rolls around. Well, no, let me stop. So right after I pray for you, I feel this thought like, oh, you have got to talk to my brother-in-law, my brother-in-love, Isaac Schaefer. He's a, a PA. He's a surgical PA. And this is what he does all day long, every day. And so did you guys, you got to talk to him afterwards. Mm -hmm. What did he tell you guys? Um, he told us to go to the um, Midwest Orthopedic, just the walking clinics. That would be the fastest route. And um, when we went, they just had us go straight to the hand doctor, which was a huge blessing because it would have taken a long time to get into him. Wow. So. Okay, and so when you get escorted right back to him, 
everything falls into place, what does he tell you? Um, he said that I was very lucky that I had no tendon damage or anything like that, and that it would take a little while, but they would heal. And he, did he say, like, we're going to need to do surgery or mm -mm. no surgery? No surgery, right? No surgery. So that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you feel like? How did you feel leaving that appointment? What did you think? I didn't think it was real at first. And I was like, oh, we'll go back next time and they won't be healed. But then it finally like set in that I'm going to be fine and I don't need any surgery or anything. That is so cool. So cool. I'm going to be honest, by the looks of your hands, I <laughs> thought you needed surgery. <laughs> I really did. But I'm not a surgical doctor, so I guess it's a good thing I'm not. <laughs> okay, so we have this conversation. You find out Monday morning. But as we're talking, you, I said, you know, I just believe God's going to do this miracle in you. And you kind of lit up, Stephanie, and you said, well, she is a miracle baby. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about all of that? Yeah. And um, I don't know if many of you, I keep a journal, always have. And when Heidi asked me to kind of talk about it, I thought, ooh. I need to go downstairs and find this journal from 15 years ago. So I've spent the whole week going through this. And if you, know, if you write things down, I encourage anyone, write down the things that God does. You know, to look back and all the miracles, I can't list them all, but, and I will cry. So That's okay. Get it out of me. We have a lot of criers on this team. It's okay. Um, and just write them down. Because to look back and all the little things you forget is just, Amazing, but I did find on, I had to print it because my eyes are getting real bad and I can't read, but on March 30th of 2002, I wrote in my journal here and I said, in only four months she will be here. Lord, shape her now as she lives in my belly. Thank you for protecting her and keeping her safe and healthy through these first five months. What a miracle. I pray for a full-term baby who is healthy, happy, and strong. I pray that she will have and share a testament of hope throughout her life. I pray that Tim and I would know, without a doubt, how you answer prayers and work in our lives. So to read that, and just have this opportunity today to sit here. I was like, okay, this, this is it. That's, that's it. So the crazy thing is, I mean, it really, we lived a year of craziness. Tim and I had um, two little ones. We had Jackson was one or two at this time, and Emerson was four. And after Jackson was born, I started having lots of anxiety and panic attacks. And just, I was just not myself. Now I think, this was 20 years ago, so now I think some of that was probably postpartum depression and all that. But 20 years ago, that wasn't really, wasn't, they didn't really do much about it. So I was kind of a mess. But I also knew something was wrong. So one night, Tim actually took me to the emergency room and, I was a mess, and I told him, I said, something's wrong with me. I have a brain tumor. Something's wrong. He told the doctor, and the doctor's like, pulled him out in the hallway. He's like, she's just having a nervous breakdown. She's fine. She needs to rest. Put her on medicine, something. So we went home, and I'm like, well, I'll just learn to deal with it. Um, then I got, that was right after I had Jackson. Then got pregnant. We moved. 
and I had an Emmy, and things were getting worse. Um, I had just weird symptoms and that, but I hate doctors. I hate calling doctors. I, you know, avoid at all costs. So kept pressing on. I was busy with the kids. We finally moved back to Peoria. I'm from Bloomington, so my family was closer. And God's timing and all that was um, just amazing. But I finally talked to some friends and realized, okay, lots of moms are experiencing this anxiety going through this. This is not, you know, I thought it was just me. So I went to the doctor going, okay, I'm going to get something to help me through this. I will take that pill. I'll do whatever. So I tell her my symptoms, and she said, let's just do an MRI, make sure everything's okay, and then, you know, go from there. So thankfully, my mom was with me um, and Jack and Emmy and had the MRI, got home. By the time I got home, back in those days, we had, you know, machines that kept all of our messages. I got home, and it's blinking, and it, um, the doctor just says, this is, I don't even remember the doctor's name. She's like, I need you to call me right away. Call her back. And she said very bluntly, not very nicely, you have a brain tumor. You have a, an appointment with the neurosurgeon tomorrow at such and such time. You need to be there. That was it. And so, well, I didn't know this yet. I didn't know this yet. Yeah, we had wanted another child, but hadn't really you know, got there yet. So sat down with my mom, and we started praying. Um, a little bit later that day, some ladies, um, we had a small group at that time, invited me over. And we sat down with the Bible and just went through verses of God's promise. And that day, the Bible just became real. I mean, it was like all these promises of what God says he's going to do. And I left that day with a peace beyond understanding. I had no clue what this was going to be. We had no idea what kind of tumor, you know, any of that stuff. And I was like, okay, God, this is your journey. Here we go. So that time, went to the neurosurgeon, all that stuff. They didn't know what kind of tumor it was, but um, said we need to figure this out. So December, it was like December 15th, 2001, I went in for exploratory surgery and was laying down on the, you know, the little place where they're getting you ready. They're telling me what's going to happen. I'm starting to put the IV in my arm and just going, okay, we're going to get through this. And another nurse comes running out of the back and she goes, honey, did you know you're pregnant? I'm like, um, no, I have a brain tumor. I'm not pregnant. And she's like, yeah. So they start, you know, talking and they're like, you're going to have to go home. We can't do anything. You know, we're not going to have surgery if you're pregnant. So we went to the um, OB doctor, all that. And I was four weeks and five days pregnant at that time. So the neurosurgeon, all that met, long story short. And like I said, I have every detail of the things that happened is just amazing. But the doctor decided that between 13 and 15 weeks pregnant is when the baby does the least amount of development. So he said, let's do the surgery at that time. So um, on February 13th, 2002, they went and removed the tumor. It was the size of a lemon in my cerebellum, which they said I'd had since birth. It was slow growing and just started pushing on more you know, nerves and stuff like that. So the hardest part was that, obviously, being pregnant, I couldn't have the drugs, certain things that I needed. So after the surgery, 
I was ready to go be with Jesus. I was done. I had a scar 10 inches all down the back of my head. And um, they couldn't do, they couldn't give me enough drugs to make it, make the pain go away. So I had, you know, plenty of people, everybody was praying and I just, I was done. But I had two doctors at the end of my bed. And at that time we didn't have, you know, the cell phones we have now. So they both had a little book that they're flipping through, trying to find something that would help me but not hurt the baby. And finally, it was Dr. Wang and Dr. Wong just going <laughs> through. And uh, they finally found one. And I'm within just a couple hours, my pain was turned around. I slept that night. The next morning, woke up. You know, sometimes in hospitals, the nurses are there to take care of you, but they don't have the bedside manner that, you know, sometimes is the best. But the next morning, I think this nurse was an angel. I woke up and she first thing she said is, have you heard the baby? And I said, no. And I don't know that I had even thought about it. And she goes, well, let, let's hear. So she took that little Doppler and I was only 14 weeks pregnant. So, you know, to find that heartbeat, they really sometimes have to search. And she put that thing right on my belly. And within seconds, it, you just heard the thump, 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 thump. So I was like, okay, this God really gave me this baby to get me through this whole ordeal that I focused on this new life, not what I was going through. So made it through, had lots of issues and um, drug interaction, you know, all that kind of stuff that you go through, lots of recuperation. But on August 5th, 2002, she was born and happy, healthy, and... Um, just from that prayer I prayed, just the miracles and the answers of her being here and sharing her testimony now. That so good. God works so good. All. And look at her. She's beautiful. <laughs> so cool. Well, ladies, thank you so much for sharing. I recently heard that someone said, and I have to look this up and make sure it's true, but that when we give testimony of what God's done in our life, that there's a one meaning means do it again. And so that when other people hear of the things God's done in our life, they have really the bravery to believe that God could do it again in this situation in their life. So I'm just believing so much that both of your testimonies, the fact that God answered and is healing you and that God healed you and that you're a miracle, that that's going to give someone the faith to believe that God's going to do it again for them and that they've got to hope and believe. Okay? All right. Let's give them a huge round of applause. I'm so proud of you guys. Good job.